I've, I've got some information. I've got some information from you from the shipping container. Some dude on Twitter says he's going to LA. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's it. That's some dude who apparently is close to LeBron is tweeting people, telling them, trophy time, get ready to all the people in LA. Tweet Kyle Kuzma, you tweet a carry champion, you know, all the Laker luminaries. Right, but who is this dude? Like, I have dudes, you know, they're tweeting me that he's coming to Miami. He's, so. he's some dude. He's, he's no inferno, let me put it that way. He's no inferno? No, he's okay. just some dude need to pump up my main man cuffs. First of all, we like on this show and in life, I like to buy value stocks, buy them low before they pop, right? You like to buy low, sell high. I told you guys about Cuffs the Legend a while back. He's been out there, you know, Kevin Durant's in his Instagram mentions. Uh, He's friendly with LeBron. He's got an in with the NBA players. I'm just telling you guys, you want to buy an early NBA stock. This guy is funny. He's interesting. He's plugged in. You've got to kind of read between the lines as to what he's saying on some stuff. Our next guest is an NBA analyst, a basketball trainer, and a social media influencer. He goes by the name of Cuffs the Legend. And you can follow him on Twitter right there. At Cuffs, C-U-F-F-S, The Legend. In the professional podcasting world, the people are represented by two separate and equally important groups. The media herbs on TV who never got any playing time and the basketball minds who got their 12th grade basketball shoes from the local drug dealer. These are their stories. Y'all were just thinking... I was watching game two last night between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, yo, what's the difference between a Miami Heat home game and a Boston Celtics home game? Does anybody know? What's the difference? <laughs> you know, I'm some dude. I'm always keep it real with y'all. Y'all want to know the truth? Do y'all want to know the real difference between a Miami Heat home game and a Boston Celtics home game? (laughs) I'm going to say it. The Miami Heat home crowd, y'all too fucking cool, man. Y'all too fucking cool. You're too pretty. You're too laid back. You're just too fucking cool, Miami Heat fans. And I love y'all. You know, I've been blessed with the opportunity to go to a lot of Miami Heat playoff basketball games. You know, I still got shirts. I still have souvenirs in my man cave. Glorious times, man. But what's the real difference? Because I think that difference is going to be the main difference in this entire series. Because the Boston Celtics home fans... Oh, boy. The Boston Celtics home crowd. I got to say it. They have a little more racism in the air. (laughs) I'm saying I got to keep it real on the some dude show. I know it sounds crazy. But we saw game two in Miami. We saw all those red seats, those empty red seats early in the third quarter. It's just too much fun shit to do in Miami. I don't think they really have bandwagon fans. I'm not accusing y'all of being bandwagons. I'm just saying. (laughs) Miami Heat fans are well known. They are well documented. Get the fuck out of their fans. You know what that means? If our team is down by more than 20, 
25 or 30. We getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> We're trying to beat traffic. And the Boston Celtics fans, I've noticed something over the years. It's kind of like the Utah Jazz fans. The Celtic fans, it's like they rock with only the black Boston Celtics players. That's like the only black people they really rock with. They don't really rock. They don't really rock with the regular bros like that in Boston. <laughs> Am I tripping? Did the Miami Heat get too gassed up after game one? Did the people, did the streets start comparing Jimmy Butler to Michael damn Jordan a little too soon? Did the streets start comparing Jimmy Butler to 2006 D Wade a little too soon? I'm just saying. Because game two looked totally different than game one. And if you really want to be honest, if the Boston Celtics would have played pretty decent second half in game one, they'll be up 2-0 right now going back to Boston. Ooh. Because the streets are saying, the streets are saying, the Miami Heat, they haven't played anybody in these playoffs so far. The Atlanta Hawks were mediocre. The Sixers, you know, they had Joel and B, but everybody else just a red, you know, everybody else just a bunch of Forex traders. <laughs> Some fucking scammers. I'm just saying, it's starting to look like Celtics and Six dig the ditch. Welcome to the Some Do Show. Oh my God. We back with another episode of the Some Do Show. I am your host, Cuffs the Legend. Oh yeah. Yeah, some do show. Welcome back. Got a Rolex on my wrist, this bitch cost about a cup of it. Get these niggas a couple bands and hit 
your face and hit your chest. I was rolling off the pill, I should have never fucked a bitch. I got hoes, these niggas married, I don't let them go, they come through. I got fed and all of my diamonds, I spent a nine with a pair of shoes. Don't even care who these niggas shot at, ain't nothing got murked. I got some real killers, they'll kill a nigga, they ain't gonna shoot up the hearse. You think a nigga like me give a fuck about a nigga shooting up the church? I gotta take the shit off guard, cause I'm a god on the earth. I got this motherfucking new Benz, I ain't even drove it since it came out. Couple of bad bitches, they twins, walking niggas through my house. Cook a dope up in the kitchen, I can do that top shelf. Bitches still claiming me, I ain't fucked over, yeah. Cartier, bitch, Cartier, watch, Cartier, diamond, buffer. Money real long, biggest King Kong, when you make the trap go jump. Yellow wrist stone, canary yellow stone, I'm putting on that stuff. Digging in the bag, block my money, make a bitch bust like that. Came out of Pando, just about diapers, had to hit me. Talk to him. Talk to him, Future Hendrix. Welcome to the Some Do Show. Oh, I love this energy. Send behind five percent, you can see the cheat name. Blue and going crazy, ready to screw for the good name. Stepped all that mud, this bitch can't wait to tie my shoelace. Ocean like girls, bet this money. Shout out to all the unfaithful women out there driving those Audis and those Nissan Maximas. Let's slow it down for the ladies real quick on the Some Do Show. We didn't forget about y'all. Let's go, get me on. Too honest to me. This time it's okay to lie to my face. you to say it just let me think it's only been me Some do show. This is more than a podcast. This right here is an experience. Wish I never asked it. Now I'm in my head. I wonder who had this. Talk to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not insecure because it's too much. Hate to think you've done this before. Don't tell me, baby. I've heard enough. Told you I don't want the truth, so just lie so sweet until I believe that it's only in me to touch you. Let's slow it down, fellas. Let's take it back to the middle school dances in seventh grade, eighth grade. What happened to that? What happened to the dances and the slow music? We're going to get back to the bars, fellas. But on the Some Do show, we got to slow it down for the Tenderonies, man. Oh. 
Let's keep it right there. Oh man. Love is so strange. How y'all feel about this new LMA? You never know just what you find in the rain. Hard to explain. The devil ways I feel you stuck on my brain. And it's been getting hard trying to fight it. Obviously my heart can't deny it. Used to pray for this feeling. You that one in a billion. Yeah, you got me sounding soft. I ain't never been like that. Hard to the core, yeah, bite back. Trying to balance them out of place. I don't even know what to say. You give me feelings. So many feelings. What a surprise. Who knew I'd ever find? So many feelings. Some I can't mention. Who knew I'd Fellas, make sure you're very cautious if she has a thigh tap, brother. Be safe out there. In the dark, oh, remember I had nothing left to give to you. I shined a light on my sky, so. No middle of the chest test either. Search. Yeah, you really got me opening up. Don't need to tell the whole world about you. I already believe I found you. Also, no bonnets in the airport. And no first lies, ladies. And if I can see your eyelashes from 50 feet away, you shouldn't do it. Because the jig... The jig can still hover on you too, ladies. Cause sometimes you full of shit too. In your eyes. A place to hide. A place to hide. A place to mend these broken pieces inside. You give me feelings, so many feelings. What a, what a surprise! Who knew I'd ever find so many feelings? Some I can't mention. Who knew I'd find? I just want to say on the Some Do Show to Ella May, you're special. LMA, you are a generational talent. Keep grinding. Welcome to the Some Dude Show. Let's get to the bars. Let's let's go to Philly real quick. Let's go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is Core. Spell K U R. 
Oh man. I ain't never flex with other niggas paper. I'ma lend you help, but only if I'm able. Gotta bring something if you at the table. Yeah. Bitches, they was frontin'. Remember how they played you? Remember niggas talking down like they done made you? I know Rain talking down cause he an angel. I just got a back rub plus a facial. I just rolled the back word. It's a face oh. grinder. Never knowing where this shit'll take you. It's gonna either make you, it's gonna either break you. Break your back for people when they still ungrateful. Bitches on my top, it's hard being faithful. Pull up in the newest cars, they gon' hate you. I done got so many scars, but I'm grateful. Thanking God. I moved on to a different broad. Ain't gon' chase you. This bitch that you live in large. I said thank you. No question. We tipping off if you on angles. Real tough. No question. I got the bars. I be flaming. No question. I'm going hard. This for Jamie. I think about Cooper. How he be on Tanny. No question. This shit was all for the fam. It ain't no question. I did this for my fam. It ain't no question. I did this for my man. I had to focus and get this out the jam. It ain't no question. It ain't no question, I did this for my fam. It ain't no question, I did this for my man. I had to focus and get us out of the jam. I had to oh, get the money, leave your niggas, they ain't me. Dog, I'm only gonna get bigger, you'll yeah. see. Having all these different bitches, it ain't cheap. Steady going through these issues nah, with my nah, peeps. Issues with my friends, issues with the streets. Should I get a band? Should I get a Jeep? I was jumping in, it look kinda deep. Gave my pot some bands, get back on your feet. Nah, nah. Gave my sister hands, stop by twice a week. Tell me what you want, tell me what you need. How you want your room, what you want to eat. Yeah, yeah. I came up with goons, nothing but a sweet. Dog, I finally bloomed out the concrete. Yeah. I'll be staying groomed, I'll be looking neat. Oh. I'ma stay in tune, I know who got heat. Yeah. Higher than the moon, I came from my feet. Book me for a show, I'ma foot a seat. Yeah. This a different core, this a different okay. piece. This a different bull, y'all ain't never me. Hey. I'ma hit these hoes, try to be discreet. Yeah. I was really poor, now I got some cheese. She ain't really yours, it ain't what it seems. 1500 for him, oh, that's for my jeans. God damn, young. It ain't no question I did this for Yes. Yes. Welcome to the Some Do Show. It ain't no question I did this for my fam. It ain't no question I did this for my man. I had to focus and get us out of the jam. I had to focus. We gonna keep it right there. Right there in Philly. Shout out to my guy, Core. The kid. His flow is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Vernon. Oh, yeah. Come on, Core. Real talk. I was on La Cienega when I thought of this. Okay. I was on two bananas when I finally caught the drift. Talk to him. Out here fishing, looking for a chance, and I finally caught the shit. Yeah. 2K, what I just paid for some pants, don't know why I bought the shit. I'm bugging. I ain't never cry, bitch, when I know this niggas ain't support my shit. I thought feel like me and niggas really lost the bond, and then we just forcing it. Damn. How you go from a crown vic to a save to ending up portion it? Oh, I'm the man. Every day that I wake up, I look like I'm paid. I let go of normal shit. I got a bag, but it ain't no need to brag, cause it's always more to get. No I look out for all of my people and make sure we eat, and I just don't record this shit. Before we fuck, she always was busy. I fuck, now she always was bored of shit. Well, I got a bag, but it ain't no need to brag, cause it's always more to get. Lost a few bitches, but no, I ain't tripping. I hopped on a boat, it was more to fish. Only gonna give a bitch two times to ignore my shit, then I'm off the Let's bitch. A lot of niggas on the sideline, they ain't in the game, they just talking Come shit. On. Lil Gwine from the 7-9, he done turned it up, he a walking lit. Yeah. Had to learn from the losses life threw at me, that's how I was taught this shit. Cheated on my girl, she don't even want me to touch her, she thinking I caught some shit. Damn. I don't want niggas around me who look at me sideways when I bought some shit. I mean, welcome to my life ain't pretty, yeah. where I'm from, shice get gritty, yeah. welcome all the 7-9 members, nine. welcome to the D.C. committee, Six. thinking what if he, he was with me, living up the street from the stoop, ah. telling him and Pete, come get Let's me, go. playing, it got wings on the Bentley, I just got wings, went to David, still the same boy, I'm from Philly, oh. said she trying to smoke, told her hit me, I be on ghost shit, I'm Billy, Hard. bitches that I stroke, super pretty, had to go ghost, she too friendly, writing in my notes, need a milli, I was on post with a glizzy, niggas let it off till it's empty, niggas let it off till it's empty, yeah. I made sacrifice after sacrifice, so we all could win, Okay. I made, in the end I start losing friends, I gave, Damn. everything in me just trying to go big, I paid, what? the way for you niggas, you niggas is kids, oh. I pray, for everything that I got now and it ain't happen quick, oh. I lay, yeah. with some of the baddest bitches, I'm talking on tens, taking these tens all day, yeah. a minute's anxiety like I'm the Rans, no day, uh. yes, if I saw my soul, I'm like, 
Oh, yeah. That's your boy, Core K-U-R. Shout out to all the real ones in Philly. And let me explain something to y'all. We got Carrie Champion on the Some Dude Show. Let's go. Fuck my name can be fed. None of my niggas are stable. They turn a crown to a halo. They roll through the town like a halo. But don't make a move till I say so. Drop a few hits and I lay low. Ever since I've been single, my side chick wanna be magic. She know I'ma make her famous. Ever since I've been single, my side chick wanna be magic. Dodge a car like the Matrix. Dodge a car like steady on top. Steady on top. Better believe. Yo, this song right here is a fucking masterpiece, man. Better believe. Talk to him. I just watch my ops team up. Y'all better believe. Y'all better believe. Y'all better believe. Y'all better believe. I'm just saying, if you do not believe by now, what else I gotta do? I'm just oh, yeah. a young, dirty bastard, plastic. I'm going off weed and acid, magic. My mind is doing backflips, gymnastics. All my albums classic. All these fake rappers, they stay capping by the whole lot of shit that ain't happen. Middle finger plus thumb, cause I stay snapping. They fronted on me, I made back it. 600, I made back it. Baby, we ain't in the same bracket. They rhyme waves, this is Lake Placid. Uh, you wanna be high? For this, on God, I'm a ride, I would die for this. Looking bad, oh, you mad, cause I'm confident. Tell that bitch she can swallow my cockiness. Steady on top, steady on top. Better believe, oh yeah. They keep praying on my fall, y'all better believe. Y'all better believe. Better believe. Better believe. I just watch my ops team up. Y'all better believe. Welcome to the Sum Do Show. Y'all better believe. I told y'all. There's no other podcast like this in the entire world. Oh, yeah. Automatic Travis Cat, this automatic panic, ride cinematic, give me pussy, fuck a mattress. Baby, download a nigga Kravitz. Looking for the killer, murderer, nigga, there he is. Talking, shooting, got no assist. Fuck a jet lash, I'm in the city with it.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Some Dude Show. I had to take a trip to the West Coast today. I had to take a trip to the West Coast. My next guest hails from Pasadena, California, y'all. She's a UCLA Bruin to the core. She's also a LA Laker fan to the core. She's also one of the most decorated broadcast journalists in the entire world. And also one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. I want to welcome to the Some Do Show finally my dog, my homie, Carrie Damn Champion. Welcome to the Some Do Show, Carrie. Uh, please applause, applause. Everyone come around. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you. Let's give you let's give you a little applause here. Yeah. Yeah. Where the sound effect? Thank you so much for having me. So I've been seeing you, you know, you've been on the carry champion world tour lately. I'm seeing you flying all around the world. So how good does it feel to be back outside again, Carrie? Oh man, it feels really good. I actually am taking full advantage of it. I find myself everywhere at all times on purpose and I'm happy because I know that I know, I think for me, I feel better when I'm outside. Like I just feel better when I can move and be outside with people and hang out. So I feel a lot better, but I'm still a little, if I'm honest with you, I'm still a little nervous. So I'm trying to move carefully. You know, I can't be, I can't be at the club club. I gotta be, I gotta take it seriously. You know yeah. What I mean? I'm seeing some people that are at, at day party. They're doing a little too much right now. You got it. Too, yeah, too, too soon. You got to ease back in. So I want to ask you is traveling your most favorite perk like is traveling your favorite perk of being i mean in the media business is that is that your favorite perk of yeah, being in the for business sure. for sure i think traveling i think obviously getting to go to events that that are um that people would love to go to super bowls and finals and playoffs and things like that i think that's one of the and and yeah just going around the world and just seeing seeing things that people wish they could see, you know, but then after a while, if I, if I'm honest, when you travel a lot, sometimes you realize the best place to watch the game is at the house. (laughs) I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, does traveling back and forth a whole lot like you do, does it ever get old sometimes? It does because like I said, it's better to, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think sometimes it's just better 
to watch the game at the house. It just feels better. Yes. I'm the same. Like, I'm not really a sports bar, go somewhere and watch the game type of person. Like, I like to be in the comfort of my own home watching the game because I get stressed out no matter who it is, whether it's my team. Me too. And you don't want everybody to see you acting up. I'm right there with you because I'd be acting up. If it's even if it's my it's always my team, though, that I act up with, meaning like you don't want to have nobody see. Ask any of my friends who would watch a game with the with me. They be like, Carrie will sock you and fight you. Like, I'm very aggressive if I'm mad. I'm like punching on people if I'm watching a Laker game and we you know, and this year was frustrating. We're gonna, we're <laughs> but, gonna get to it. We're gonna get to the shit. You know, I'm gonna get I'm to the saying, shit. It just takes it takes a minute. You can't watch it. You can't just watch a game with me because I'll be ready to fight everybody. It's crazy. It's insane. So, what are some of your favorite vacation slash vacation destinations, Carrie? You know, Cabo. Cabo. I, I love me. I still haven't I been. Cabo. I still haven't been. I'm a Cancuner. I'm a Cancun guy. Oh no, I love Cabo. I go to Cabo. A lot because I live in LA, obviously. It takes like two hours to get there and then two and a half. I'm exaggerating. And it's just a quick, easy trip and it's nice. Everybody's living their best life. Ooh. So, what travel destination is on Carrie Champion's bucket list right now? Because I want to go to Norway. I want to go to New Zealand. I want to go to some places in Africa, some dope places in Africa. Jamel told me about Africa. So, what's some travel destinations on Carrie Champion's bucket list? Oh, I'm on bucket list. You know, I, I've been to Africa. Ooh, what, um, what part? I went to Ghana. Jamel, I was telling her to go to Ghana. Jamel went to Ghana. Oh. She was with. I went before she went because a friend of mine is from Ghana, and my friend, she does every year. She puts this trip together for people who've never been to Africa because she's from Ghana, and she does it for Black folks specifically. And she calls it like her, you know, it's a, and I'm paraphrasing, but her return home trip. And so I went one year and it was amazing. Africa is a, is a beautiful, 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 beautiful place to be. And it changes your whole, your whole perception about what's going on over there. Like we spend all our money and we save our money to go to Europe and nobody want to go to Africa. Like to me, that's where all, no lie, every black person needs to go instead of being like, oh, I was in Italy or I was in Greece. That's the place you need to go visit because it's it's life changing. So how did it make you feel? How did it make you feel over there in the motherland in Africa? How did you feel? I just I felt like we were special. I and we are. I just felt like we come from kings and queens and we don't know about it. I felt like I, I this is real talk. Everybody was just beautiful, and it wasn't anything like how we how we thought it would be. Whatever. If you've never been there and you just, you know, you watch some TV and you have all these ideas of what you think Africa is going to look like, it has, if none of that is true. I felt, so we went to the marketplace and there were, in, in the marketplace where the people were working, you see these beautiful black women, the colors were just rich, lots of beautiful colors. And it's mainly women, but they are selling whatever, food, clothes, shoes, groceries, fruit you name it whatever it is um and most of the women have their children on their like either on their back or in their front like little kids like could be like maybe three four years old but if they don't because they don't have babysitters right yeah so the children come to work with them and these women are out and it was hot as hell i'll never forget it was hot as hell and i see these women in this tiny ass space in this marketplace just grinding and working really hard and having their children with them and not even thinking twice because that's just the way it's supposed to be. 
And then in my mind, I was like, look how hard these women work. Like, like, and not even complaining, Plappy, happy personality plus good attitude. I was like, that's not what we do. We always complain about something. It just gave me a whole new perspective because I'm sure they barely made any money, but they were just happy. They were singing, they were laughing, they were joking. All the while, baby just sitting like in a little wrap on the front of their chest or on the back of their chest. Or or women were carrying with their children as well, like wrapped to their chest or to their back. They'd be carrying these big ass baskets on top of their head that had their days, their daily, you know, what they had to sell. All their goods, their daily goods. And they would just balance it on their head, heavy ass basket filled with, I don't know, tchotchkes, like whatever you want to call it. And they are balancing that with the babies. And in my mind, I'm all like, damn, like it was just a beautiful thing because they were just so happy. Yeah. So and they were so proud of what they were doing. And they were like, this is what we do. It It was was just really special. It seemed like it had to be like a very inspiring, motivating return back home. Once you see those people over there enduring what they have to endure on a daily basis, like you said, they grinding the, the mothers are doing like, like way more than it seems like the American women are doing. No, no shade to American women, but I well, got- yeah, or American people. Period. Not even just my mind. You know, the first thing I thought was like, "Where the men at? Why the fuck this whole marketplace is still with <laughs> yeah, still with women?" I'm like, "How come the women got to do all the work?" You know, that was the first thing I was thinking. It's like a different culture, totally different culture over there. We got to get right to the shit. Like we got to get right to the shit, Carrie. You on the some dude show right now with Cuff the Legend. And a wonderful carry champion. So have you been watching the NBA playoffs? I have a question. What's your question, question first? How come you got to be Cuffs the legend? Say what? How come you got to be the legend? The legend? Oh, that's a long story. We have to get into that. How come you a legend? I'm just regular. Ass no, no. So, we, so we, can, we, can, we, can change your, we can change your account to <laughs> carry. I don't want to change my account. <laughs> carry the legend. Too. Uh, uh, no, nah, I ain't fooling with you. I just asked why why you a legend and I'm just regular carry. I mean, cool. I got a long list of reasons why I am that and and I've been called that for so long. But the world is is slowly getting a chance to see that, Carrie. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> it's like a lot of the stuff I do, some people thought it was just I don't know. They I guess they thought it was just like I was like some flash in the pan or some you know, one hit wonder on social media. I don't know, but like I, I put in a lot of work behind the scenes to get where I'm at. So that's why I have that name. So I want to talk to you about the NBA playoffs. I know your LA Lakers are at home. I know your beloved LA Lakers are at home and join the playoffs on the playoff couch. But who do you have winning it all this year? Who who you like this year to win? It? Who do you have winning it all? Are the Celtics going to win it all, Carrie? Who, no who do you have winning it all? Right? No way, no way. You know, and I and and just <laughs> just on just on GP, I can't I can't like Boston just because I'm a Lakers. Okay, fan. let me say this. Let me say this. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But I had an epiphany watching the Celtics this playoffs. This this has to be the most likable Boston Celtics team for sure. I've for ever, sure. I've for ever sure. seen. For sure, I agree. And and it's not even. I, it's not even that I don't like them and don't think they're good and don't root for them in certain circumstances. It's just on GP, just because of the history. Just the green. Of Lakers. The green. Just the green. Just the history between the Lakers and the Celtics. Like, I agree. Like the and ba- But back in the day, you know, the those old Celtics teams were assholes. And, 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 
And when you go and you go to the game, like you feel the racism, you feel how how they don't fool with us. You know what I mean? And so I had always felt a way just about that city and I felt a way about that and about that team. But you are correct. The players on this team are, are really they're likable. So they give, really are. They, so give me your give me your top three all time. You're a Laker fan. So give me mm-hmm. your all time top three most smackable Boston Celtics. The smackable. The smackable. I couldn't stand Kevin McHale's ass. I could not. <laughs> I, didn't so like, I didn't like him. It, it was something about his chest hair poking out of his jersey. Like, dude, <laughs> I didn't like, like him. get away. I just didn't. You And by the way, you have to realize, I was raised by my grandmother, who was a diehard Laker fan, which is what was the reasons why I was so, so adamant about the Lakers. But she would talk so, I mean, just mad trash. So I just grew up thinking they were the evilest things ever. So I'm going to go back to when I was a kid watching, you know, my my grandmother talk mad trash. But I remember I couldn't stand Larry Bird. But that was because he was so good. But I was just like, they all mean. They don't like us. They're horrible. You know, those things, right? Yeah. You just remember. So like Larry, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale. And if I had to fast forward to recent memory, I can't. This is weird because I couldn't, I could not stand Paul Pierce, right? <laughs> oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> I could not stand his ass, and I was like, he's from LA. I can't believe this nigga from LA. Take the N word out, and so I was like, I can't believe he's from LA. The N word is from LA. I can't stand it. And then I ended up working with him, and then he ended up being nice, and then he ended up being decent rather right let me go back <laughs> into being decent and being hella cool and telling me the story of how hard it was for him you know because he always thought he was gonna be a laker growing up that was just it right and then he wasn't he said of all teams and he went there and he was like that's where the heart is he was like that's just what it is but he was saying that it was just hard for him to to at first realize that he's about to be a legend for the team that he was he grew up watching that he was taught wasn't the team that he should love and then i started laughing and i was like that's real but paul pierce definitely i couldn't stand him because you know he's just he's an agitator he's an instigator you know what i mean (laughs) he always starting trash and i think you leaving one person off your most smackable celtics list well danny ainge gotta be on that list oh really you think so danny ainge is very smackable carrie (laughs) oh god (laughs) so so be honest that was your old show, right? Be honest. Mm-hmm. When I was at, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was at, when you was at, yeah. yeah, yeah. So be that was honest. My yeah. Be mm-hmm. honest with me, Carrie. I know you are UCLA Bruin to the core. I know you are loyal to the brand. But I'm going to ask you the million dollar question, Carrie. Should the Lakers run it back with Russell Westbrook next year? Should they run it back? No. So they can't no. make it work. No, no. I never, like, I got to keep it a buck with you. Russ went to UCLA, so I'm going to be, I, I always have liked him. I thought he was a great guy. I never thought, never, ever did I think that that relationship would work. I just, it doesn't make sense. Tell me um, why, tell me what's, like, give me one reason why you didn't see it working when he first said, I'm coming to the Lakers in the trade. Why? why? I wanted Russ along, I wanted probably Russ two, two and a half, three year ago, Russ. That's yeah, what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't want Russ as of late because Russ, um, he's the stubborn. way he plays, he's stubborn. He's stubborn. Yeah, right the way he plays is so like I said, and I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do it my way, and I don't care that it seems. This is how it seems. I don't want to talk very because for one thing, I do know Russ. 
Russ is so private and he doesn't always give interviews. And when he does, you don't really know. He don't fool with the media heavy like that, but you don't really know where he's coming from. But so, but what I'll say is, is that I just always felt like he just was going to do what he wanted to do no matter what. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of this mentality of shooters gonna shoot, you know, but yeah. he is just reckless. It's just really reckless. And it's in, in the sense that it affects everybody else. Like he's not trying to, realize that something's going on i don't know what happened i don't know if he fell off the cliff i don't know if i don't know what's going on but i just didn't think it was going to work and i didn't think that i what i really thought was that <laughs> i thought him i thought him and lebron or him and somebody would be getting into it you know like on the bench and we'd <laughs> yeah. see it i was like he, he about to cut somebody it was out. the what opposite it was the total opposite all year it's Correct. like it's like lebron Correct. would go sit down here russ would go sit over there ad would sit over here i call me crazy carrie Call me crazy, Carrie Champion, the legend. But I think it can work if they run it back, Carrie. Call me. I think it can work. We got to make some some major tweaks, but I think it can work, Carrie. Am I just being delusional? Just tell me. <laughs> you think? You think what? Say it again. I think it can work if they run it back again with a different oh. coach. With a different mm-hmm. coach. So who do you? you so you thought the you thought the coach was coaching? N- Okay, we don't. I don't want to get into it with Vogel, like the Vogel stuff, because uh, <laughs> I have some very strong opinions about Vogel, and it's not personal. I just feel like Vogel was not the man for that job, despite them winning the championship. He's not the man for that job. So, which leads me to ask you, who do you want to see the Lakers hire as their next head coach, Kerry? Who do you want well, to see? Who's going to lead you? Who's going to lead your Lakers to banner number eighteen? That's a great question. Um, I, I, they're not going to pick the right coach, right? That's not going to happen, and I don't know why. Why? But they're why? Not. What's wrong? What, what are they doing over there? I just, I think, I think I was having this conversation last night with somebody who is a current player in the league, and he said to me, he was like, "I'm really shocked that the Lakers are letting Kurt Rambis run the show," and I find that fascinating. And then the story is, and I'm pretty sure you heard the same story, is that. You know, Kurt Rambis, former Laker great, you know, from the 80s, played with Magic. His wife is very integral in in a lot of what is happening, meaning like she is um, really close with Jeannie. These are all these are these are just what insiders are saying. Yeah. And because of her relationship with Jeannie, for whatever reasons, Kurt has a lot of say so. Which is surprising. And, but I also know that Rob Polinka is in charge of a lot as well, right? Like, I'm not going to just put it all on Kurt. But I will tell you that his decision-making has been deplorable. Do you hear my dog barking at me while I'm trying to do this damn podcast? Like, come get me, bitch. Hey, hey, I, I, got my, I have my dog outside right now because he likes to do that same stuff. <laughs> I'm going to shut her down. But so yeah, who, who no. do you want? Who do you want? You want to see Darvin Ham? Mark Jackson, Terry Stotts, who who would you want to see be the next coach? We need I feel like we need some new blood, like uh, energetic. We guy. definitely but we have to have somebody who they, they let work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not he's not hemmed up by the front office because it's not working, right? Because the front office isn't together. But they still trying to do what all the other franchises do. They try to coach from the front office. I don't know. I I don't know. I got to be honest with you. There's nobody where I'm like, this person is hella dope. I, I, if I, if I hear this is not happening. You bring up the Celtics. Brad Stevens is in front office. I'd take him in a heartbeat. Oh. I, I mean, I would. He would never do it. Right. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I see a. There's a zero percent chance they're going to be able that's to, to, never lure, to lure him from Boston. But that would be. Yeah, that's. But that. How dope would that be? Like, so. So in my mind, I'm the Laker fan that it, that has no into her imagination, and I think big. <laughs> so I'm all like, yeah, that makes sense. Why not? It's the Lakers. Leave the front office. <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe. I I think Mark Jackson. If they let Mark Jackson do what he needs to do, he'd be a good coach, too. I just don't see them allowing anybody to do what they need to do right now. It's a weird transition that they're in. And the transition is they're making a lot of like that whole thing. You read. Did you read the story about Ty Lue and Vogel? Did you get into that? Uh, which which what's, what's, what was that? Ty Lue told the story of how he was up for the Laker job and they and and have you you haven't heard the story? Where, you mean the story where he couldn't hire his own assistants, that part? or Yeah, and then they went and asked Vogel. They went behind because he was going to bring Vogel. That's crazy. And, then they went, and they went and asked Vogel. He was, Ty Lue was going to bring Vogel along, and they and after he had his meeting, after Ty Lue had his meeting, when, when he was still an assistant for the Clippers, after he had his meeting, he could just they were just trying to bully him, according to him. Like, not bully him, but like, this is what it is, like you said. You can do. You got to do. You know. You. We want to hire you. These. This is what we want. We don't want to give you this many years. He, it was a story. You saw it. Yeah, so yeah. I heard. That, like, I heard that can't. part about how they lowballed him with the contract and the short. Correct. Yeah. And they and did. Like, and they think. did. And they did that same bullshit. That's why they didn't get Demar Derozan for that same reason. Correct. Because they, Rob was on this. Rob and Kurt were on this. Let's make sure that y'all do what we say and this and y'all come in here like you know i'm still that hot chick and i'm like no nah, these people are quality players but demar ended up where he needed to that was the best thing for demar that was the best thing for his career he did not need to like i i'm i'm salty that we didn't get him but he was able to leave home and ball out like this was his chicago was where he needed to be and he didn't even know it so i think it all worked out per- perfectly for him but bad for us right as as fans we're like damn what happened you know where 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 are boys at so anyway um i was saying that i wish we would would have had tyloo oh, like if i'm being God. honest that's who i would have really wanted perfect but then perfect right? fit perfect fit right and he was and by the way if you asked him, he'd tell you that used to be his dream job back in the day. Because obviously he played there, but being a head coach would have been his dream gig for the Lakers. But he, they, 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 you know, they were like, we don't want this, we're doing this. And then they went back and got Vogel. And Vogel took that, you know, prove it deal. No real money, no real years. And, and, they, and they hired him knowing that. And I'm like, that's just stupid. So then you don't want to change. Who are you waiting for? Phil's not coming back through that door. Who are y'all waiting for? I Why think, didn't y'all just go after Ty Lue? I think Darvin Ham might be the sleeper selection as the next head coach. I think he's going to hold guys accountable if he gets the job. But like you said, it all comes down to the Lakers organization letting these coaches do their job. So That's you, it. So you said you shoot for the stars. You're a big dreamer. You're a big dreamer as a Laker fan. What offseason move, what offseason splash do you want to see the Lakers make? Is it Zach Levine? Is it a Russell Westbrook trade to bring in Brogdon and Buddy Hill? What move do you Jason want to Tatum. see? Oh, Jason Tatum. Oh, that's not. Jason Tatum. You bringing up stuff like that. Jason Tatum. Like, you had a dream, my dog. Oh, my like, God. You shot for you the stars. About? You really shot for the stars. Yeah, my dude. Like, you talking, you talking small fry. Let me come on here and tell you what we want. Like, you'll hear the rumors and be like, is this true? What? Okay, got it. Because we heard it from Carrie. 
The legend. Uh, listen, I'm just saying that it sounds insane, but trust me, he's a perfect. Yeah, he's a Laker. Laker. He's a Laker. He's a he's Showtime. He's a perfect Laker. Jason Tatum is the perfect Laker. Lamelo Ball is the perfect L.A. Laker. Like I see, yeah, I don't I see, see Lamelo coming anytime soon because you know I feel like it might be a little more drama with that. But I see somebody. They're gonna go after somebody big time. They're gonna trade the house. And try to get and try to. The only reason why I say somebody like Jason, yes, obviously he's the perfect Laker. But also, you have to realize it's this is a business. And players like Jason Tatum and and in LaMelo Ball are superstars. And their profile automatically when they get to LA raises for so many different reasons, right? They're in different commercials. They're they they doing and I'm not saying you want to do movies, but they're they're they then get into the Hollywood world and then their profile becomes different and they become household names to people who know of them but people who can give them different access and so i just feel like he would come here and i and i'm not i mean this is a business i'm sure he wants to raise his profile a little bit more boston's great and they treated him well but i can see him being like all right it's a wrap so we should go get him can you make that happen can you make that happen i can make a lot of stuff happen carrie you know i'm a legendary string puller as they call it Mm -hmm. but Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. You don't see that. You don't see that. You don't see that, that happening. So okay, you're, on, you're on the Some Dude Show right now with Custer Legend and Carrie Champion. So tell the people a little bit about your podcast, Naked, that you have on on Black Effect and iHeartRadio, right? Like, tell the people about your podcast. So my podcast is called Naked, and it is um, Naked with Carrie Champion. And uh, you know, the podcast started off with me just during the podcast, feeling like during the podcast during the pandemic, feeling like. Oh, I just want to have people on and keep it a buck because there was so much going on with people and how they were feeling. And I wanted people to come on it. And people were really, really feeling away about the pandemic and George Floyd and all and social justice and all the things that were happening. And so I was like, this will be good. Let me just have this podcast. It'll be nice. And then it's kind of um, evolved into because it wasn't just sports folks. Right. It was everybody. It was anybody that was a newsmaker to me in my world. And then as of late, as of late, it just has evolved into me talking about shit in the world that just makes me angry and sad and frustrated and furious, right? <laughs> but yeah. also my Lakers. I can have a, like, okay, for instance, I had UD on. You hear this crazy story, Udonis Haslam. And I had him on. And that's a good guess. But I got him to talk to me about why him and Jimmy were beefing. You know, you you guys remember earlier in the regular season just before playoffs. Yeah. Like, he went after him. Like, what up? But I was real like, spicy. It got real spicy in there. Hold it on. got real spicy. Because the thing is, I from the stories that I've heard, you just, everybody knows not to fool with UD, right? The legends, the stories are legendary. Like, I'm not even kidding you. But I used to hear stuff, especially... When they, you know, had Braun, obviously, and D-Wade, and they were making those trips to the finals, the stories were how I would hear he would just snatch fools up because he got irritated. He was mad when they wasn't doing right. Like, and, I, and, and there was just this unwritten respect that you had for him because you knew you had to for whatever reasons. And so I had never, and he was always quiet. So I never had an opportunity to talk to him. So I asked him to come on the podcast. And I'm like, what's up with you and Jimmy? He was like, you don't be disrespectful. His whole point was like Jimmy was being disrespectful. He was like, that's my G. But he was being disrespectful. He was talking reckless to Spolstra. And yeah. he didn't like it. 
And he was like, you don't do that. You don't, not in front of me. And I'm like, well, why does that bother you so? He was like, look, I'm team captain. I've been here forever, however many years. This is home. Like, you just, you, sh- you show a certain level of respect. That's it. You don't <laughs> have to agree. I'm, la- <laughs> I'm laughing because you you want to know the real reason why these guys respect Udonis Haslam so much, Carrie? Because he, yeah, well, he has those hands. <laughs> girl, I mean, sorry. I got real comfortable because I'm sitting here talking to the phone. Listen, I know why. He kind of, he gave it to me. He was like, and he comes from a background where if he, there any problems it would be handled and yeah. he said it in the most polite way he was like if there's ever any problem it will be handled he was i was like wait, wait what that mean he's like look i grew up i was like oh, okay i got it like i got it the legends are legendary <laughs> you know and so and he said him and jimmy are hella cool because it happens all the time but he was like he and d wade used to get into it he was like all the time i asked d wade about it d wade was like he ain't lying we used to go i mean he's like that's my brother but i could he was like there were times i couldn't stand him so then i'm thinking he's gonna tell the same story about lebron right he's gonna be like lebron got here he got fancy i had to put him together like because that was one of the stories i heard and then he goes listen yes with everybody we all, that's just what happens, right? That's just a part of being on the team. But he was like, I respect LeBron because I hate how people treated him. He was like, I hated it. We, he said they were in Boston, speaking of, keeps coming up. <laughs> and they was going down the street and somebody just walks past or in a car and yells out, F you, LeBron, we can't stand you. He walks past him. Yeah. And then Udonis was like, well, talk, say that to me. You know, like he was ready to go. He was like, what kind of human being are, are you? You just yelling that you can't stand this man. You don't even know him. You cussing at him and he's walking down the street. And he was like, people don't see that side. He was like, and the disrespect period for him. Like, so I'm going to the point. Disrespecting other people, he does not approve of. So that's why him and Jimmy got into it. That's why he's about to go toe to toe with some dude who's going after LeBron. Like he just hates it. So he tells these stories and I'm like, this is great, right? This is rich. I didn't, you wouldn't even know, but he's so quiet. He moves so quietly. You know that. Like, y'all, y'all don't hear from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of those silent assassins, one of those silent enforcers. And I love the heat culture. And those stories, you can find those type of stories on Naked with Kerry Champion. Like, you've always been a chameleon to me. Like, I've sat back and watched you for so long. Like, you've been a chameleon in the media world. Like, you've been able to, like, adapt to all lanes and not just limit yourself to just talking sports. So, like, what advice... Because that advice word is real catchy sometimes. But what advice would you give to up and coming podcasters like even myself? Like what advice would you give to all those that's trying to get into this space? Because you've been doing this for a long time, low key. So we got to give you your flowers because a lot of people know you from Sports Center days. But you've been in the podcast game for a long time, Carrie. So what advice do you have for the for the up and comers? Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Um, well, for for anybody, this is what I will say. the Whatever you do, don't try to be no, emulate somebody else and take people's stuff, right? Take their style, take their the way they talk, their topics. And that's fine. You can do that and be okay for a while. But my biggest thing is that whenever I talk to people about podcasting, I always talk about two things because it's so obvious. Ownership own your shit, right? That's the first thing because I want you to get your money. And then, which is so easy to do, right? It's so easy to do today to own everything that's yours. Everybody has a podcast and everybody should own that their own content. 
And if someone came to you and said, hey, we want to buy your podcast from you, you just make sure that you still have control over over the creative aspect of it and you don't give up anything that doesn't allow you to be the owner of it. You can partner with people, but that's the first thing on the money side. The actual putting the podcast together side, I I like the idea of what, exactly what you do. Like, I like the idea of you just taking what you talk about on social media and making it a podcast. Like, why not? Isn't that what we should do? And, and it's interesting. People who come on here and not passionate, don't talk about things that they're passionate about, are boring. So on my podcast, I'm talking about things that I, I care about and I like and I think are funny and or, or that, that upset me, whatever it is. It's an emotion. And people um, can hear that I'm invested. So I say do something that you love, something that you're invested in and, 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 and bring it back to you. Like, I love what you're doing. I told you off the record, but now on the record, I was like, you're a star. You don't need to you don't need to partner with nobody. It's you. It's all you. Don't feel like you need anybody else because it's you. It's all about you. Don't forget that. And that's my advice to everybody. Like, it's you. It's about you. That's Do some it. of the best advice I ever got. And that meant a lot to me coming from you. I just want to tell you that publicly now. Like, we spoke off the record, but it's like to hear that from a legend in the game. Like, I can't explain to you what that did for my confidence. Like, it, it it's like I'm already a confident person. People know that about me. <laughs> but it's like, yo, like, to hear that, it's like, yo, I feel like well, I'm, really on, I'm really on the right path. You on the right path. You Your come up has been, has been slow and steady but consistent. And you have aligned yourself with people who really just like you. And so it's not an accident. And it's not by, by accident when people are like, no, we fool with him. He cool. And so I think that you... Could you need to honestly, in my opinion, take what you've done, write down all the things you've done, write down when you first even just just when you first started tweeting and you was just, you know, and however we all came across you in the sports world. I don't know how we all came across you, but no matter how we came across your tweets, whatever you did on social media, it grabbed our attention and it was funny. So you then you get all these people start following you and then you go from these people start following you for you to be like, OK, I feel comfortable now. I do. These are my opinions and I'm going to be bold with my opinions. And then you go from that to having bona fide relationships with people in the league. And then I remember one time, and you and I laughed at this. This is when I started. I knew that you had a decent rapport with LeBron, right? Yeah. And then you had you posted. I knew he was coming to L.A. And we I don't know if we ever talked about it, but leading up to LeBron coming to L.A. was all this second guessing. And this is when I was doing Sports Nation. And we used one of your tweets. I was like, let's use this tweet. And you posted it or you kept the video. on. I don't know if it's still on your thing. Yeah, it's, it's, on, my, it's on my Twitter right now. I got it pinned. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, that was like, what, 2017, 2018? Yeah. Yep. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. I was like, could you imagine? The, this is the beauty, too, of social media, right? Like, you can actually do that and meet decent people, and they ain't all weirdos, and they're all nice. Like, people are calling you, and they're saying, hey, come and come to the finals, or come to come on our show, or come on this. Like, you, you had this run where people just wanted to hear from you, right? And I'm thinking to myself, that's the beauty of social media. But more importantly cuffs everybody just like what you were saying and it was fun and it was light and it was easy and you didn't stray away from that you know what i mean i just i just know it's hard to translate social media into real life right for a lot of these like even our youtubers right people who are youtubers and making all this money they want them to be on tv and they get on tv and they're like god these people are odd they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not funny oh, a lot of them are not funny in real oh, they're life just, they're just, <laughs> it's, you're just odd you know what i mean you're just like oh you don't know how to be socially 
not awkward. <laughs> and so that was what I was saying you were able to do. And I was just woefully impressed and happy for you too. And, 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 and still staying consistent. Like, cause social media can be an effed up place, right? And people jump on your case when things don't happen and you, you know, you go away, you come back, but you still stay consistent with who you are and who you, and who you fool with heavy. And you know, you got to respect it. Like you just got to write for me. I think you should just write down that journey. Like you should write down the journey of when you started tweeting, when you got your first tweet where people was like, what's up? He's popping, it's trending or whatever player started to talk to you. Like you should write all of that down because that to me was amazing. You were able to do a lot of shit. It's a crazy timeline. Yeah, it's a crazy timeline. And I have stories and I tell people like with this podcast, I'm just getting started. Meaning I've been doing this before podcasting was even a thing. Like I told that story on my first episode. Like I was on, I, I had a blog talk show back before we even knew what the word podcast meant. So I have experience doing this, but the people on social media were the ones that kind of pushed me to get back into this game. So I appreciate everything you said, and I know you're busy, and I know you're about to take off on a flight this morning. So, I am. I'm looking, so can you, listen, I'm looking like I was like, I love him. I'm about to tell him I got to jump because like, I got. I even I got two more minutes. I ain't even packed. I'm like, I'm so damn late. We're gonna, we gonna wrap late. it up. We're gonna wrap it up with this right here. Six piece okay. spicy. Six piece spicy. I'm gonna ask you six spicy questions, Carrie, and I Ooh. want you to give me your 100 percent unfiltered answer. So be honest with me. How many swimsuits does Carrie Champion pack? <laughs> How many swimsuits does Carrie Champion pack on vacation? Well, so I'm only going for three days, right? So because I told you Cabo is my favorite place. And by the time this airs, I don't know. When is this airing? Uh, I'll probably drop this one. Like, I'm real unpredictable. So I might drop this one, like, next week, maybe a week or okay. two. Okay. So, all right. So I might be home by then. So if everybody here, I'm, I'm up here packing. Uh, so I... I'm only going when I go for a few days, like this sounds ridiculous. Like I'm going for just a few days, but I'll easily, I'll easily pack like four or five Ooh, swimsuits. My, just, my guess like, was easy. seven. My guess was seven at least. Yeah. <laughs> I'll easy give you four or five. And that's just me being light on it. Right. I'm like, four or five, just depends on my mood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I got right now I have five packed already. So when I when you're driving when you're driving home in your Porsche, I seen the Porsche. <laughs> when you're driving home in the Porsche, uh-huh, how sure. many gas stations does Carrie Champion pass? Like when, you, when your gas light is on E, how many uh-huh. gas stations do you pass before you get home? And why are women like that? Is my question. Like how I many? Because we don't want to get out. We just don't want to get out. Like I don't know why we don't have full service here. I heard in Jersey. Yeah, Jersey, Jersey has it. Yeah. Um, how many I'll pass. I will. First of all, depending on where I'm coming from, I won't see any. So I'm definitely not stopping. So I would have to actually pass my house to go to one. So I'll pass them all. Like I'm not, I'm never like, I got to be on like the light has to say you got three miles left. And then I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and just get some gas. I got one, two, three miles left. I need to go to the gas station. I am the worst. I'll pass a good two or three of them and not think twice about it. I just won't. Women are like that because we just, I don't know. Who, how come they haven't invented Uber gas? Uber, somebody come Uber to the house. Uber gas. <laughs> come through, Somebody fill it come up. to the house and just li- fill up your tank and go. Like, that's stupid to me that we don't have that already. So what would you cook for that special someone on that first date at your house? Well, I, I would not be having a first date at no, the no, house. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying the first time you allow that special someone uh, to come to your house, what are you cooking what for? What would I cook? Mm. Can you bake? Can it, you bake? Can Carrie Champion bake? 
I cannot bake, but I can cook. And and if I did, it would be something that I well, okay, because so you you got me thinking now because I'm such an LA person and everybody got these dietary restrictions. I'm like, can they eat everything? You know, I'm like, wait, can they yeah, eat everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like a vegan and you know, or vegetarian or you know, gluten free. Everything is everything, right? So I would cook. Just I have this really this go-to dish that I do all the time, which is so fire. And it's a barbecue salmon. And it's not like I'm barbecuing mm. the salmon, but I make this really good blackened salmon. Then I put this homemade barbecue sauce on it. And then I cook it a little more. It's fire. Mm. And, and it's, and it's, it's really savory has a little, it sounds crazy, but it's so good. And the sauce that I make is so dope. Um, so I would make that. And I don't necessarily know if sides are an issue, but I would make that as well. Like I would just, you know, whatever the person would want, but I would definitely go with salmon. That'd be the, that'd be the star of my show for somebody that I thought was like dope. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm gonna make this for my boo. What is Carrie Champion's favorite fragrance right now? You know, I'm a big fragrance guy. What's your favorite fragrance right now? That's interesting. Cause I only, you know, everybody wears Tom Ford. I love Tom Ford. I have no problems with that. I have, Tom Ford Lavender that I love, and I love Tom Ford um, Vanilla Tobacco, right? Tobacco Vanilla. Yes, fire. But what I have just recently been playing with is this thing, this new uh, perfume called Black Tie, and it is by Celine. And it is right now my favorite. Is right it now. summertime, spring, or fall, winter? Like what? What season? Or is it it's like? A heavy- heavy it's it's not heavy it's like a it's a, it feels like it could be a heavy scent but it's not heavy um in terms of the the scent of it so but you can wear it year round you really can because it, it's a year but if i had if i said oh okay i'm wearing it'd be fall like it'd be like a fall scent a winter scent but it's really it's really light and it just feels like i don't know how to describe it it's called black tie it just feels special like when you wear it it feels real special like is it unisex, never, is it unisex or just is it unisex fragrance uh-huh. Ooh. That's why it's called Black Tie. Celine. It's nice. So, and that's another reason why I like Tom Ford, FYI. I love Tom Ford. His fragrances, they just so rich. They smell rich. They smell like money. Tom Ford, we need that bag, man. We need that bag. I got lost. <laughs> I, I love lost cherry, tobacco vanilla. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh bitter yeah. peaches fire. I love it all. So Carrie <laughs> yeah. Champion, are you an ice yeah. cream lover? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? I do love ice cream. I like mint chocolate well, I have chip. A couple. Yeah, but my I have a couple that I like. So butter pecan. Oh. I love That's my mom's favorite. Flavor. My mom's favorite. I love butter pecan. That's like probably my number one. But then I also love coffee flavored ice cream. Whoa. Hold on. So like a I need to get the I need to get the terrorist alert here. Coffee really? ice cream. <laughs> coffee ice cream. It's played that way. <laughs> Uh-uh. It's like it's like a cafe mocha, right? So it's uh it used to be a flavor. You can get it, you should still get it because everybody makes everything. But it's coffee flavored ice cream with chocolate chips. Ooh. It's the best thing ever. Like I I you, uh, but I love coffee. If you don't love coffee, this that'd be odd. What you brand? You would wanna, what brand? You would want it. What's your favorite brand? Oh, you know, I you know, when I used to live on the East Coast, I used to always love Dunkin' Donuts. I just did. I always thought it was special. Yes. Um, but we don't have that here. Like not we do, but not readily available. It's just not always around. So I don't have one where I'm like, oh, I fool with Starbucks. That's my favorite. You last, know what I mean? Last question. <laughs> I know you gotta yeah. run. Last question yeah. on the Some Do show with Carrie okay. Champion. Okay. Who is Carrie Champion's all time favorite LA Laker? Kobe Bryant. That's Kobe not even, Bryant. That's not even, that was the easy one. Thank you, my friend. And he's the greatest Laker there ever was and there will ever be. Thank you. End of story. But there you have it, y'all. 
<laughs> the wonderful Carrie Champion came by the Some Do Show and blessed us with her presence today. Be safe in all your travels, Carrie. We're going to catch up. We're going to link up real soon. We will. Text me, my friend. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay, bye. Yes. And there you have it. Carrie Champion on the Some Do Show. Shout out to my guy, Rich Paul. My guy, RP, he told me. He said, mash the gas. <laughs> we got to step it up. This is all his fault, you know? Because I'm just doing what they said I couldn't do. They said we wouldn't. They said we couldn't. They lied. Some do show.